0: Six fifty-three. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand.
1: Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. As always, I'm on Twitter at Freedom Disciple. On Facebook at Freedom's Disciple or Jonathan Don Fifty Eight, hit me up, set, get in touch with me, leave me a comment, send me a message. I love engaging with you. Um, I spend as much time as I can responding to your comments or responding to your messages, and I, I do love engaging with you, even when you disagree. For those who are a bit still unsure, why did I talk about Ted Poe and respond to his comments in the first place? Because I do believe he's right, we do need to make it crystal clear what we are for. We need to make our case based on principles. But one of the things that annoys me on the left and right, and especially on the right, because we're supposed we have more in, supposedly in common with our friends on the right than we do with our friends on the left. You know, ideologically, we have more in common. You would think. And I'm growing sick and tired of people just bashing people who you work with. Who, you know, who are there to try and make a stand. Those 15 members of the Freedom Caucus. Later on in that interview that Ted Poe gave, actually, this one was on CNN, where he's talking about, we need to be the party of yes, not just no. He said this about his Freedom Caucus colleagues.
0: So it's a compromise, and I think that uh, there is nothing that could be added to the bill that the Freedom Caucus would ever vote yes on. And so uh, you know, I got I got the opinion that there are some members of the Freedom Caucus, they'd vote no against the Ten Commandments if it came up for a vote. And so... Uh
1: really? What is it about people who go to D.C. and all of a sudden... After a year, two years, five years, ten years, all of a sudden, start talking like a liberal. Like, is there something in the water going on right now? Oh, you're so funny. You know, the Freedom Caucus—they never say yes; they always say no. And I got the impression they'd vote against the Ten Commandments. Really? Is that is that helpful? Does that ad- advance anything? I think we need to make it crystal clear for all to see exactly what we are for. We are for the Constitution. We are for the individual. We are for the Constitution 100%, including numerated powers. We are for the Declaration of Independence, which states all men are created equal. We are for the Founders' vision that they came together in 1776 and challenged the status quo not following the rest of the world. And I think we have a responsibility. Actually, I need to stop saying that. I have a responsibility, and I hope you'll join with me, in laying the case and making the argument of exactly what we are for, so that it is clear to those on the right who are our friends, quote-unquote, our friends on the left, and to start winning the argument. Because I really believe Margaret Thatcher was right. First you win the argument, then you win the election. We need to win the arguments, folks. We need to win them. I've been around in this movement a long time, and I can't tell you the last time conservatives won the argument. Even this debate last week in going on about Obamacare repeal and replace. You are It's so frightening how quickly you've become like Europe. And I know people don't like when I say that, but it's true. Look at that whole debate last week. What's the first question on healthcare? Or the first question to me, if you're debating government-run healthcare. The first question is, does government have a role? Does government have a role? You debate that. Then you debate which level of government has a role, if it's local, state or federal. And then if you come to the answer that he says, you know what, the, the consensus is clear. Government has a role, and it's the federal government's job. Then you have the discussion you had last week of, do you have Obamacare? Do you have something less? Do you have something more? Do you have Medicaid for all, like Bernie Sanders is calling for? And I'll get to him in a second. Because he's annoying me as well, lately. All Actually, not lately, all the time. Every, every time he opens his mouth, he annoys me. But we're not having. We've just accepted the debate on healthcare. It's federally government run. It's just a matter of whose plan we go with. And I listen to people on the right who are for this bill. It's like they act like that. You know, in two thousand and eight, America had this great healthcare system that was just utopianly run. And then Obama came along and Obamacare destroyed it. Your healthcare is second to none. It is incredible. Your people have advanced healthcare so much, but let us not sit here and pretend that in 2008, with the government involvement, the healthcare was something good. There were problems with it. The idea, if you want to have government involvement, it should be, how can we get the best healthcare system, period, with no pitfalls, with no downfalls? Not, let's get back to 2008 or 2000 or 1992. But this brings me to another point. One of the things that infuriates me on anybody who says this, on I don't care about your ideology. In case you haven't heard, this is Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders said this last week. And the audio isn't the best, so turn it up if you can, if you have a volume on your speaker. Turn this up.
0: No hesitation in saying this: If this legislation is passed, and millions of people are thrown off of health insurance, not able to get to a doctor when they must, thousands of Americans will die. That's what this. Leg-
1: so, for those of you that couldn't hear that, it's he was given a talk of somewhere outside, and journalist. It's a it's not journalist secondhand information had tipped the Independent in in England. He basically said, if this bill passes. The Republican plan that if this bill passes, basically thousands of pe- pe- people will die. That is infuriating to me. Because you look around the world, and I'm going to share a story with you now in a second, but you look around the world and you see socialized medicine. People die because of socialized medicine each and every day. They die in England, they die in Ireland, they die in Europe, they die in Australia, they die in Canada. This myth that, well, if we have a single payer for all, that all of a sudden it's utopia and everything's perfect. You might have a quote-unquote right, as Bernie Sanders likes to say. You might have a right to healthcare. That doesn't mean you get it. Which brings me to a story I want to share with you. It's an older story, but it is still apt. And I can tell you this is true because I have an aunt who lives in England, and it's horrific what some of the stuff that they've just accepted. From that tip, the Daily Mail: Why you could wait a sorry, why you could face a four-week waiting list to j- see your GP this winter? Patients will have to wait four weeks to see their family doctor this winter. The chairman of the Royal College of GPs has warned. She said the delays could be life-threatening for patients with possible symptoms of cancer and other illnesses. She said surgeries were already skating on tin ices and pressures will intensify in the coming weeks as patients fall ill with the flu and chest infections. This person who is a GP, she works part-time in a medical centre in Lincolnfield and she said she was profoundly concerned at the effects of the pressure on surgeries for patients. And I quote, If you suddenly have developed developed a lump or you've got a funny pain you know it's not desperately urgent to see your gp today maybe it is but that's sorry that's my commentary but you'd like to see a gp within a few days she said you'd certainly like to see them within a week to 10 days because you're worried can you imagine that waiting a week to 10 days to see your general practitioner i continue by the time three or four weeks has passed the non-urgent stuff may be coming urgent with lumps or bleeding problems or things that could be signs of serious disease, my profound concern is that people will delay seeking help for these things that could be life-threatening, if not tackled, tackled swiftly. And she said later on, extended waiting times pose a serious risk because of all the unintended consequences. That is England, a utopia where everyone has a right to healthcare. You have a right to healthcare, it just happens to be. If you get sick, you better not be life-injury or life-threatening because you're going to have to wait a while to see your doctor, to see your general practitioner. That is incredible. A four-week waiting list. Like, even just think something... Like, obviously, it's, all, it's easy to go to the, the kind of dramatic angle of... Well, you know, if you had a bleed or you found a lump and it was serious... And, it, you know, you thought it might be potentially cancer or something... That's... You know, your brain naturally goes there... But, you know, imagine getting, like, a really bad dose of the, of the flu... Like, I guess... Touch wood, I haven't got one this year too bad... But normally, every year, I have a bad immune system... If my mother gets sick and she comes home... I know I'm getting sick. It's just a matter of when. My my system, if someone sniffles near me, I, I feel like I'm going to get sick. Um, It's just the Irish climate, by the way. But imagine that. Imagine having to, you know, you need to go to the doctor like I do when I get a chest infection or I get a flu. I go to the doctor. It's always the same thing. You go, you wait for the doctor. You, I see him in about a day or two because I pay. It's I'm. We have a two-tier system over here. Um, And I will pay. Thank God we have a two-tier system, even though the Irish politicians think that's an unfair advantage. Um, And they want to bring me down to other people's level, not bring other people up. But that's a different subject. But I have to go to him, and he gives me about a week's supply of of, um, antibiotics and steroids to, to clear it up. I can't imagine waiting four weeks to see my GP to get those antibiotics. I think I'd be dead nearly. Or I'd feel like I was dead if I had to wait four weeks to get those antibiotics and, and steroids. But that is what happens in England. That is the system of utopia. Now imagine something you know, something I'm, I'm trying to think of something you know, something that's not life threatening but's really serious like like a hernia or you know, your liver bloods are all over the place and you start going yellow. Imagine having to wait four weeks for that. It could have been a simple case of getting on antibiotics, or, or you know, getting you in for an operation to fix your hernia. But you got to live with four weeks with that pain and that discomfort, and maybe cause more damage in that four weeks, just because we're all entitled to healthcare. That is a report from England, and sadly, these type of reports I see them in Ireland all the time. I see them in England. I see them in Europe. It is scary out there. And then we go back, we come full circle to Congressman Poe. The problem is people don't say yes, they say no. I hope that somehow, some way, the Republican Party sees sense. And brings back the bill that they voted on. Not once, not twice, not three, not four, not five, not even ten or twenty or thirty times. But the bill, they passed sixty, six, zero times under Obama. And it is a full repeal of Obamacare. And then I hope you go even further. I hope you repeal Obamacare 100% and then you start bringing in practices to remove other parts of government involvement in healthcare and seek to empower the individual and not be their boss, not be their savior and not make them dependent on you. Because this all boils down to one simple nature's law question. Which is the moral path in life? To help people and make them dependent on you? Or to help people and give them a lift up so they can help themselves? That is the ideological difference. And it's not even between left and right anymore. You can't say that. Because it's not between left and right Congressman Poe is someone with, what did I say, 92% from ACU and 87% or something from Freedom Works. He's a right, right person. Member of the Freedom Caucus. He wants people dependent on government. And it is on both sides. And I think it is our, my, actually I'm, I can't say, I'm not going to say it's our responsibility. I need to stop that. I apologize. I am trying to remove that sentence from my word. It is my responsibility, and I hope you join with me, where we understand that this battle is not left versus right. It is liberty versus tyranny. It is to be independent versus being dependent on someone else. And it crosses party lines. It crosses ideologically divides. We have to make the case because I firmly believe this in my heart of hearts that freedom is the way to go. That freedom is the most empowering message that we can give. It just seems that so many so along the way have lost belief in that message, have lost belief in the power that message holds. Let us be the generation that inspires and breeds new life into that empowerment. And that awesome, inspiring message. And let us share with our brothers, our sisters, our family, our communities, our country and our world. That there is another option. There is another way. And it is the way of principles. Of nature's law and nature's God. And the idea that an individual is sovereign and they can do anything they want. We must, again, sorry, I must be the generation and I hope to join arms with you to show and chart this new p- cor- p- course. So, and make it crystal clear, not what we are for, not what we are against. But the principles that we know in our heart of hearts are eternally true. i got to take one more quick break, America. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. I still have a lot of other topics I want to share with you. Thank you so much for listening to this short clip from the Freedom's Disciple podcast from last Saturday. I hope you enjoyed the content. Please subscribe for free on SoundCloud, iTunes or Google Play Music by searching Freedom's Disciple where new content is released every Saturday at 12 noon Eastern. God bless.
0: You're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network.